Not that we planned these things, but that was an uh, awesome timing to have the Andre Kuzmenko uh, drop there. Uh, here on Sportsnet 650. Welcome back to the second half of The People's Show. Coming to you live from the Kintech studio. We'll connect with Danny Kelly in just a minute from the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast. Catching up on the inbox, though. 650, 650. Uh, is it just me from uh, Chef Swagger, or does it seem all the Russians on the Canucks are underachieving this year? Again, for, with Mikheyev, it's I, I'm still wait, I'm still okay waiting this out a bit because you know it's it's a difficult injury to come back from. They're trying to limit his minutes. I was making the point in the post game show last night. You know when the penalty kill is clicking at sixty three percent over the last uh, three weeks here, it's it's hard to keep the guy in bubble wrap. For so long, but overall, uh, is his impact really being felt? Fourteen points in twenty-two games. It started hot, and I just wonder if the adrenaline kind of wears off uh, for a player because I, I think there's a player in there that can certainly put up a forty-five, fifty-point pace in the right role, plus the defensive impact he can make. But when he's not playing s- enough, frequent enough penalty kill, yeah, it's fair to wonder. Uh, if he is underachieving, Zadorov. I mean, it's been two games. Hardly ready to say he's underachieving, but uh, good text in the inbox. Six fifty, six fifty. This one. What do you think about Kuzmenko for Fabro? Nashville could use scoring. We could use right-handed D. Not ideal, but might be worth just moving on and filling a need. For me, look, the, the Kuzmenko thing. It's like he can still score goals. Okay, I know it's not happening right now, but he's got a very good shot. But the goals just have to come eventually. And I'm I'm pro giving Hoaglander a short run here to play in the top six, but who's got more natural goal scoring ability? It's Andre Kuzmenko. So you, you still have to make it work before you bail out and say, you know what? We're ready to move on. Because he's got he's got a skill that's very difficult to find in scoring goals. Chef Swagger. Don't forget Put Colson. We all thought he would be an NHLer this year. Honestly, the Put Colson one. The, the Vegas game was the one I looked at, and I said, boy, it would have been good if, if Colson made a jump who was prepared to play in that game. Obviously, we know how, how it didn't work out. But nevertheless, uh, you look at that and you say, he, he could have fit in that game really well. But you still wait. You still wait and uh, see what happens moving forward. Keep your uh, texts coming in. We'll catch a couple of more on the other side. But uh, let's connect with our good friend from the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast with... Danny Heifetz and Craig Horbeck. You got any questions? Email them. They love the chaos over at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. It's Danny Kelly at Danny B. Kelly on social. DK, how are you? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing? Uh, awesome, man. Awesome, man. As we get ready, uh, I imagine the final week for everyone or maybe some playoffs uh, getting underway yeah. uh, for fantasy season. Uh, so now this is the critical time where we uh, delete half the people listening because they just didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> right. People want to live vicariously through our teams, don't they? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's start with some cool stuff because waivers would have just happened and, and someone I saw that I missed out on bids on. Uh, he sounds like a 1940s presidential candidate. His name is Parker Washington. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> he he gets he goes six for six and scores a touchdown. Uh, yes. What do you know about Parker Washington for the Jaguars? So I was bragging to you before the show that I had him stashed in a couple of dynasty leagues already. Um, He's been on my radar a little bit because, well, mainly he was incredible last year against Ohio State. Like if you go watch, just Google Parker Washington highlights Ohio State. This is a Penn State receiver last year. Um, 
he had one of like the most incredible games I've ever seen. If you look at the entirety of like his tape, um, it's not as impressive, and that's why he went in the sixth round to the Jaguars. But um, yeah, this guy's very interesting actually to me. I think he's got a chance to sort of solidify his role with this offense. He gives, I would say, like the best comp for people that aren't really familiar with this game would be something along the lines of Golden Tate. He's really um, elusive after the catch, kind of like a really competitive, tough, physical guy. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily ever going to be an elite player, but I think he's definitely interesting and worth a stash right now in your fantasy leagues if he's still out there, Um, especially with uh, Christian Kirk potentially missing. It sounds like he's going to miss several months, so his season may be over, Christian Kirk. Um, And so Parker Washington could kind of step into that role as like a slot receiver um, yak guy for the Jaguars down the stretch. Uh, th- th- there's a lot of people yelling at their radios after you said I've I've had him stashed for a while. That uh, the Adam Sandler gift that information could have been useful to me yesterday. <laughs> well, I'm not telling you because we're in some <laughs> dynasty leagues together, pal. So I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna give up my trade secrets here. Uh, all right. Actually, while we're speaking with the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence goes down. Now they're kind of through in this murky middle of like, well, Patrick Mahomes played on a high ankle sprain last year, and uh, we'll see what they can do over at. Uh, the, the quarterback spot, C.J. Beathard. Uh, you know, I was talking yeah. about this yesterday. Obviously, here in this market, we're focused on if Nathan Rourke will get a start. You know, C.J. Beathard, yeah, it's like he completed 9 of 10, but they're in this playoff chase right now, and he's 2 of 10 as a starter. And I don't know, he doesn't <laughs> inspire a lot of confidence for me, and I right. suppose what could be for the Jaguars receivers. Yeah, I uh, if I'm being totally honest, I don't know a ton about C.J. Beathard. I think, you know, when you have a backup come in, it's always not a good thing. Um, we've seen the jet, the jets right now are kind of like cycling through their backups and now they're back on Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, I thought Bethard looked pretty decent in this last game when he came in in relief. Um, you know, he kind of like distributed the football and did his job, but, but yeah, there's a lot of, I think, uh, hope that this other guy, who, who's this other guy? Cause you know, Nathan Rourke, Nathan Rourke. Yes. Uh, and I know that he was like a preseason superstar. He made some like incredible play. Mm-hmm where he escaped pressure, escaped a tackle, and then threw a touchdown. And that's the extent of what I know about him. So you tell me about him. Well, Nathan Rourke uh, had an outstanding couple of seasons here in BC. He completed near 80% of his passes uh, his final season and and up over 20 touchdowns and uh, I think just shy of 3,500 yards in like 10 games uh, because he got hurt that year. Uh, in BC, and then gets a spot in Jacksonville. And you know, th- there's a lot of people that want to see him play in the N- or like play real NFL games outside of just yeah. preseason. So uh, he's had success, and I, I think he went to uh, Ohio. Um, I don't know if it was Miami of Ohio or everyone, <laughs> but it was. It was. I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking now. I think, uh, yeah, the this is Ohio um, University, not Ohio like the ones that we would think of. Um, yeah, not in, yeah. Athens, so, Ohio. Yeah, sounds. Don't, I don't know a lot about this. It's yeah. FBS. <laughs> but yes, um, it, it, in this market because it just feels like it's it's upside, right? Because you know right. it, it, it's the mystery box. Uh, exactly. When it comes to uh, the Jaguars' uh, QB situation. Yeah, and I think you know there's something there. I, obviously we kind of, I think you kind of know what you're getting with Bethard. He's been around for a long time. And so, like you said, it's the mystery box. You want to get the guy that potentially has some upside and obviously showing out and doing so well um, in the preseason has got to like raise some eyebrows and like maybe hope for, for him to play. But I also think there's a chance that this is all moot and that uh, Trevor Lawrence just ends up playing through this. He's a tough guy. Um, 
And he's like incredible. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is incredibly flexible. Like the the fact that he was able to not even really um, sustain a, a super serious injury when that looked so bad when he got like essentially bent in half on that sack um, speaks to Trevor Lawrence's like flexibility and toughness. So uh, we'll see. I, I I think I'm with you. I'd rather see this work guy play than have like another just retread like uh, CJ Beathard. He, he Beathard is more like a career backup type guy. I'll tell you right now the craziest play of the week was that Isaiah Pacheco, like, not injuring himself play. Like, while we're talking about flexible plays and, and strong moments there, Pacheco is like, <laughs> the guy landed on his leg, and he just, Ugh. like, I can't, I, it's, like, one of the most incredible things I've seen. Yeah, I think uh, we have a theory on the Ringer Fantasy football show that is basically the worse an injury looks, the the less serious it is, generally speaking. Obviously, this is tongue-in-cheek. I'm sorry. We're not, okay. We're not being serious. But... Um, <laughs> Over the last couple of years, it feels like uh, we've had like this rash of injuries where if a guy like will pull up and he kind of limps off and then it's like, oh, he's fine. And then it's like, oh, his season is over. He has to have surgery. And then you have other guys who are like there. It looks like their knee gets bent in half and then they come in like the next series or something. So um, it's definitely tongue in cheek joke. But, you know, like the worse it looks, usually it's fine. It's fine. He's going to be okay. Uh, all right, let's get off uh, QB and, and touch on some other things. Um, in Houston, um, Tank Dell, that, it just sucks. So, like, to me, it was like one of the funnest pairings uh, so far this year, him and CJ Stroud. Uh, yep. Nico Collins ends up having a big week, but is there someone else on this roster we should be aware of? I mean, I think Noah Brown is the guy to kind of keep in mind here for, for the Texans. He um, has posted a couple of big games already this season. I don't really know if uh, Robert Woods still has it in him to be like a high-end fantasy guy. I think he's like more of a role player for them. And then John Mechie has just not really emerged for the Texans this year. So I think Noah Brown is definitely the guy to kind of like keep in mind. If he's still out there on your waivers, like go pick him up just in case because, um, you know, obviously I think Stroud has proven – that he can be a, a talent elevator. Like, he can have elevate the guys around him. Like, Noah Brown is just a journeyman who hasn't really posted any. He, like, I think he hasn't really done anything in his entire career. He was with the Cowboys previously. But um, with a with a quarterback like Stroud, like, he's going to distribute the football and, and give Noah Brown a chance, I think, to have – like, to be a real impact player in fantasy. Um, there's also, like, a tight end there that flashed, right? Brevin Jordan? Yeah, Brevin Jordan is another interesting one. Um, Dalton Schultz has been hurt. He has a hamstring injury, and so he missed this last game. Um, and the last two games, I believe, Jordan has kind of flashed. And um, this is a former five-star prospect coming out of high school. He's like one of the top prospects in the country. Um, so he's been on like people's radars for a little while, but he ended up being a fifth-round pick. He kind of fell in the draft. Um you know, and he hasn't really done anything for the first couple of years of his career, but he's still really young. He's still 23 years old. So he's, he's younger than like guys like Dalton Kincaid and, and some of these other guys that recently came out. So there's, I think there's a little bit of intrigue here with him. Um, he's again, he's a move tight end. He's not going to be like a blocker type, um, a little bit undersized, like a Jordan Reed style player. Um, so he's a guy definitely to keep in mind. I wouldn't really, you know, pro I probably wouldn't plug him into my lineup unless Dalton Schultz is out completely. Um, but, you know, in terms of like dynasty leagues and things like that, he's, he's a guy to have on like stash now in case he kind of, you know, develops into like a, a full-time player for them. Because again, you want to have guys that are in this offense with CJ Stroud. Uh, also another injury, uh, Christian Watson, uh, trying to close out that game, uh, pulls at his hamstring. And, you know, we, we've seen earlier this year, someone like um, Dontavian Wicks uh, kind of, have a decent right. little spell. Um, 
I imagine in most leagues, like a Jaden Reed is already going to be owned because he's had success this yeah. year. But is, is Wicks the guy you're looking at if Watson's unable to go? I think the first guy you're looking at is Romeo Dobbs, who there's a chance he was still out there on waivers. He was in my waiver column this week, actually, because surprisingly he's still out there in a lot of leagues. Um, so Romeo Dobbs would be kind of like the guy I would go to first. Jaden Reed, if he's still out there, he also got banged up in this last game, so we'll see what happens with him. But um, he's been impressive as well. And then I would say Dontavian Wicks. It's funny, there's like this online campaign on Twitter right now um, for from Packers fans for, for the Packers to play Wicks more. <laughs> he, he's like the he's he's a fan favorite. It's like every time he touches a football, something good happens. So um, yeah, he's another guy to kind of keep in mind. It looked like the Watson injury. I mean, maybe this is like going to be proof of like our, our our joke theory here, but like it looked pretty bad when Watson got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my guess is he'll miss quite a bit of time, and he's missed time in the past with the, with hamstring injuries. But um, I did hear I think this week that it wasn't as serious as the team was fearing. So um, just something to monitor. But in the meantime, I'd say Dobbs, Reed, and Dontavian Wicks are the guys to keep in mind in that order. Uh, also, they're on bye this week, so maybe it doesn't matter for a while we're talking about wide receivers. Um, Marquise Brown, right? He he picked up an injury? Yeah, Marquise Brown's had a heel injury, and I think he's um, he hasn't really practiced much in the last couple of weeks. And so this is the type of thing that could keep him out for a, a little bit of time. And so I think if you're looking for... Um, you know, sleepers for the playoffs, obviously, like you said, they're on by this week. But if you're looking for guys two weeks down the line, my guy, Greg Dortch, has mm-hmm. really been impressive. Um, I mean, again, just uh, every time he touches a football, something good happens. I swear. It's like he's he's a returner for them. He's, um, you know, he's gotten when he's gotten opportunities, he's really produced for them in, in that offense. He's five foot seven, 175 pounds or something like that. So he's obviously a very small guy. Um but you know, so is Kyler. So maybe that's like the the connection that they have. Maybe you know, I think there. I, I saw something about the uh, Kyler Murray threw a touchdown to Rondale Moore, which is like the shortest touchdown connection uh, in like seventy years or something that's like awesome. that in the NFL. Um, but uh, both Rondale Moore and Greg Dortch are five seven. So it, this is just a short offense. Um, so yeah, I, I would pick up Dortch um, in the meantime. I think Rondale Moore is still out there too, but Dortch is more of a target earner in that offense. So he's a guy to keep in mind. Uh, not that it was an overwhelming fantasy output by the Cleveland Browns, but Joe Flacco going in there, uh, some signs of life for someone like Elijah Moore, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, and I guess you know, relative to expectations of what you thought from uh, that offense, uh, encouraging uh, debut for for Joe Flacco. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, you tell me, but he Flacco was the most impressive uh, quarterback I've seen play for the Browns this year. I think, which is hilarious and depressing at the same time um you know he was pushing the ball downfield i think i think i saw elijah moore had more air yards this week than any other player in the nfl Mm -hmm. so they were like airing it out for him pushing it down the field um you know typically elijah moore has been used in the short and intermediate area more like a gadget player this season but they were pushing him down they were like running deep routes with him down the field which is obviously encouraging because it's just gonna raise his ceiling his potential ceiling with those big plays on the table so um yeah i'd say elijah moore is a risky one uh just from a fantasy point of view because he's been all over the map but like you can't ignore the fact he had 12 targets in this last Mm -hmm. game plus paired Uh, with the amari cooper injury i imagine too right exactly so he's gonna be kind of like the de facto number one if cooper can't go and there is like this uh, connection narrative happening with Joe Flacco because both of these guys used to play for the Jets. 
Flacco and Elijah Moore. And so they, they have like that familiarity and chemistry. And so I think Flacco is going to look for Elijah Moore more than any of these other guys out here. Uh, looking at the running backs, um, actually, we'll, we'll keep going with the CanCon after Nathan Rourke. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on Chuba Hubbard <laughs> as well. Um, so, th- th- like this Is offense, Chuba Canadian? I didn't uh, know that. I believe so, yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, unless I absolutely screwed something up. Yeah, he's, he's Canadian-American. There you go. There we go. Um, nice. Now, this is like back-to-back good weeks for him, but this offense does stink, and they're going up against the yeah. Saints this week who, you know, have a decent defense. But are, are, are you buying this Chuba Hubbard uh, output so far? I mean, I think he's sort of one of those guys I would probably picture him as like an RB2, RB3 type flex type player. Um, they, they are rotating uh, him and Sanders still. Mm-hmm. So that's like not necessarily ideal. I'm looking at the snap count. They, they, he played 63% of the snaps. So that's obviously pretty good. 44 snaps to 23 for Miles Sanders last week. Um, and honestly, he's looked better than Sanders has to me. Um he got 25 rushes, 104 yards, two touchdowns this last game. So that's obviously really encouraging. But again, like you said, they're playing they're playing the Saints this week. I haven't actually looked deeply at the matchups yet, but um, I think he is. You know, uh, he's on the borderline. He's a fringe like type mm-hmm. flex type player. I still probably wouldn't get too excited about it just because this offense is so bad. Um, but to me, he's clearly ahead of Miles Sanders, and that's that's definitely encouraging. So if he's out there, um, or if you got him on his team on your team, I, I'd be fine playing him. I wouldn't be like super excited about it, but uh, you know, again, he's he's been by far the more impressive back in this offense. Do you personally have like a, a favorite play this week as you're as you're looking ahead to be like, oh, this guy might be a little bit frisky? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, just looking at the the schedule here, I, I'm excited to see what happens with uh, Jameis Winston. Um, you know, cause it, it sounds like Derek Carr is going to miss a little bit of time. And so, um, the Jameis Winston led saints offense is always intriguing to me. I think Taysom Hill is a guy that could be really exciting this week. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like I said, they're going to have a backup quarterback. I think that they're going to really lean heavily on the run. They're really going to lean heavily on Taysom Hill in the red zone. And honestly, I kind of think that uh, Jameis Winston gives the Saints a chance to score more points than they normally would. I, I just really don't have a lot of faith in Derek Carr. So um, I think uh, Jameis Winston raises the floor and the ceiling for the Saints offense. They could score a bunch of points against a really bad Panthers team. Um, and so the first guy that comes to mind when you ask me that question is like, I'm kind of excited to see what Taysom Hill can do this week. Uh, last one. Uh, we love ending on it. Um, who needs the ball more? Who, who, who's, who's, which coach are we like, dude, just, just make your life easier. Yeah. Ooh, good question. Let's see here. Um, who who were we talking about last week? We were talking about Dor. I feel like we were talking about Dorch recently. I think I think it was Dorch yeah, last week, and that worked out. Um, the first guy that springs into my mind is Keaton Mitchell for the Ravens. He he's not. I this is not even me like necessarily getting mad at coaches because they've actually played the before the bye. They played him as sort of like their lead back. Um, but I would love for the Ravens to get him even more involved this week, just because he's so explosive. He's, I, I really do think he's sort of like a poor man's Devon Achan, um, where he can score from anywhere on the field. And if you look at what he did in college, like he was one of the most productive running backs in college football last year. So, um, I guess Keaton Mitchell is a guy that I really want to get, get him more involved, get him like, you know, double digit touches in this, in this game and see what happens. Cause he's just so explosive. I don't literally don't have this guy on any teams, but I, I'm going to put a marker on Chris Godwin. Like, what's Ooh. happening here? 
yeah, I don't know. This is very strange. Um, I think it's like mainly that Baker Mayfield, uh, Baker Mayfield just absolutely trusts Mike Evans and mm-hmm. just like, it, it's truly one of the scenarios where he's up there. F it. I'm going to throw it down to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's down there somewhere. F it. Like throw the ball down the field. Um, and so, you know, I think there's that. And, you know, I think that Godwin just like has it f- schematically. And like, this is so important. Like just the connection with a quarterback, it just isn't really there this year for whatever reason. I don't know why I still think Godwin's a good player. Um, but he's just been so unreliable week in and week out. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see him get going, but I'm, I'm definitely not starting him. Put it Look, that way. Baker Mayfield had one job to do this year, and it was get Mike Evans a thousand yards. So he's <laughs> yeah. done that. So yeah, there you he go. can get his contract extension. But now, now maybe spread the love around to someone like Chris Godwin, who had no catches and a carry last week of all oh, things. God. Uh, yeah. DK, man, we always appreciate it. All right. Thank you. It's our guy, Danny Kelly from the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, you can go listen to them on Spotify. Uh, and also, that is the Fantasy Football Update brought to you by the Clayton Public House. Pre-game to post-game, the Clayton Public House, your home of football. Catch all the action on 15 screens. Two giant projectors. The ClaytonPub.com. Wrapping up the inbox here on The People's Show. 650-650. A lot of Andre Kuzmenko talk. Mason from Campbell River. It's tempting to move on, guys, or move on from guys, but let's remember the slumps that seem to be a Canuck thing. Besser, he's bounced back. Can't forget about Pedersen's slump. In other words, give Kuzmenko some time to get his bleep together. Uh, we may very regret. We, we may very well regret trading that skill. That's Mason from Campbell River. The Pedersen one's a good example. Remember two years ago. It was uh, nonstop. It's like, Elias Patterson, is this the guy? Are you sure you want to do this and commit to this guy? You know, the phrase I was talking about was form temporary, talent forever. And sure enough, Elias Patterson ends up with 68 points, career high that year. Then 102, it suddenly looks good. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko, again, there is a player in there, and he, he will start scoring goals again. Absolutely. But yesterday, it's not as if Rick Tockett, even though he was harsh and maybe could have answered it better, He's got to hold up his end of the bargain, too. And that was the the thesis of it all to begin the show. If you missed anything, go grab it on the podcast. The People Show podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you grab your pods from. Google is also uh, a popular one. It's being phased out. Is it being phased out? It's turning into YouTube music. Dom's my tech guy, so there you go. We should also highlight, we just had Danny Kelly on, uh, the People Show Fantasy Football League Mm -hmm. wrapping up the regular season this week. Uh, everyone from five all the way to tenth is still in the hunt. Let's go. It's except a fourteen for me. team league. Except for me. Well, you're, you're dead last. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm way out of it. Uh, nevertheless, good stuff. Good competing going on in the It uh, is a competitive league, yeah. It's been yeah, very yeah. good. Uh all right. We got to run. On the other side, Satir Shot, Dan Riccio coming up. Overrated, underrated Wednesdays. Kevin Woodley will join the show as well. Uh so underrated. get your submission. What oh, are we not doing it? I said overrated, underrated. Oh, Woodley, underrated. 100% underrated. Uh, get your submissions in uh, at Dan Riccio, at Satyar Shaw, if you want to go submit overrated. something. What was the one you wanted to submit? We were talking about it yesterday. I don't, I, I don't remember. It was food related. Oh, lasagna. No, it wasn't lasagna. I could have sworn it was lasagna. Is, is, is lasagna overrated? Overrated, or yeah. Underrated. It's so underrated. The submission today is go-karting. Reach has been trying to get us to do a team outing for go karting. He's not wrong. Go karting, overrated, underrated, six fifty, six fifty. Set up the show today on uh, Connect Central.
make the inbox uh, chaotic, right, as they get to step in. Uh, it's here on The People's Show on Sportsnet 650.